When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe, and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. iHub Radio presents In This Moment with Toby C. Helping people to recover from emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. Now, here's Toby C. I'm back. Well, I'm back if you've listened to our program before. Maybe this is your first time listening to our program. It's called In This Moment. Of course, the announcer just said that. He also said my name, Toby C., but I'll tell it to you again. I'm your guide or I'm your host for this program for the next 45 minutes or so. And I want to thank you for spending your precious, valuable time with me. And, uh, and I just want you to try to sit still and, and try to find a calm space where we, can, where we can really get into our show. This is our show. The show belongs to you and me, and it's about recovery. It's about recovery. Are you overstimulated? How about if you just chill with me for the next hour, and we'll discover together how to get better, feel better, and to stay better. That's recovery, isn't it? Or is it? I don't know. What is recovery? Is it really just about getting better, feeling better, and staying better? That's pretty simple. But it's not easy. Quite often, the simplest thing that we can do to get better, feel better, and to stay better is by staying in the present moment. There's nothing healthy about anguishing and being bitter and pissed off and hurt about what happened in our past. And there's nothing healthy or sane about extreme preparation for the future, if there is such a thing. It's called anxiety and uncertainty. There's nothing healthy emotionally or spiritually, about being uncertain and anxious about what is to come. You know, recovery is for people who want to stop suffering. Suffering from what, you ask? Well, quote, you may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer, end quote. It's from page 44 of a book called The Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, or simply titled Alcoholics Anonymous. It's on page 44 in a chapter called We Agnostics that uh, addresses godlessness or the God of our understanding. And we're going to be talking about that today. We are going to be talking about relapse and the slip today which is important. Some people say that relapse is a part of recovery and some people say that relapse is not a part of their story. So I'll let you decide. But we are going to be talking about relapse from recovery, you know, big time. And I'll tell you, I might as well tell you right up front that we are going to be using as a point of reference throughout this program the timeless and universal wisdom of two publications. The Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous which was first published in 
1939, and its sister publication, The Twelve Steps and Twelve Traditions, which came out roughly a decade later in the early 1950s. And out of these two publications evolved the 12-step method, or it evolved into being termed the 12-step program. And the 12-step method or the 12-step program is simply a program with a strong spiritual and social emphasis. Did you hear me? The 12-step program is a program with a strong spiritual and social emphasis. It's a people program. We'll talk about that in a minute. But by the way, let me tell you about this book we're going to be referencing as a, as a timeless and universal point of reference. Um, it, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous is one of the best-selling books of all time, having sold well over 30 million copies. And I think it's worth mentioning that in 2012, the Library of Congress designated Alcoholics Anonymous as one of the most influential books that shaped America. Maybe that doesn't surprise you. That impresses me. I never would have guessed that. So who's in recovery and recovering from what? You know, recovery is for anybody suffering from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. You don't need to be a drunk or a junkie. You can be acting out in many, many different ways with food, sex, rage, gambling, you know. In this moment, our program is, if, is for people who want to recover, and I mean completely recover. You know, this is about getting the fellow sufferer out of no man's land and getting ourselves or the sufferer to the other side of this twilight zone, this nightmare of life that many of us slip into. Maybe you're stuck in the revolving door of recovery, or maybe you're just having trouble getting along with those about you, or worse yet, maybe you're having trouble getting along with yourself. You just can't quite put your finger on it, can you? But you don't feel very good, do you? Ever. And the more you try to fix it or make someone else fix it, the worse it gets. Does that sound familiar? Do you feel like no one understands you? Do you feel alone? Is your life unmanageable or still unmanageable? Do you feel like you've slipped through the trap door and there is hopelessly no way back? Well, my friend, maybe you have slipped through the trap door. It's called the trap door of awareness. See, on the other side of that trap door is, is ignorance. and denial. And one of the first things we do is we move out of denial and we move into awareness. And one of my favorite quotes, one of my favorite quotes is this. It comes out of the 12 and 12 on page 23 for step one. It was then discovered that when one alcoholic had planted in the mind of another the true nature of his malady that person could never be the same. So that's the trap door they're talking about. That's the trap door. But I'll tell you what, I've got good news for you. This program in this moment not only hopes to offer up a few new fresh ideas, but it also intends to lay a set of spiritual tools at your feet for you to consider. And it is these tools, my friend, 
that is a way out. And let me describe to you the simple, the simple flow chart of the way out of this no man's land. You ready? Number one, trust God. Two, clean house. Three, help others. And there's the deal, man. It's real simple. And our program is so much about cleaning house in this moment and trusting God. But today we're going to be talking about helping others because helping others is all about preventing a relapse. Our program today is going to be talking about the slip and the relapse. And, and if we continue to help others, and we're going to be concentrating on that today, there is a good chance that we will not slip into old behavior or worse yet, act out in our destructive behaviors. When I stopped living in the problem and began living in the answer, the problem went away. That's from the big book, page 417, from a, from a, a story called Acceptance is the Answer, a very cherished story by many members of AA. And of course, I always pick out the quote that nobody ever quotes. And it's my favorite quote in the whole chapter. And it says this, when I stopped living in the problem and began living in the answer, the problem went away. What's the problem? Well, the problem's probably defective relationships with other people and myself. And what's the answer? Living in the moment, baby. Living in this present moment. One of my favorite one of my favorite prayers, it used to be down at the ABC Recovery Center in India. It was on the, it was a big prayer that was up on the wall behind the podium in the old dining room there. And it said, and here was the prayer, God, if I can't have the things I want, please help me to want the things I have today. It's all about being anchored in the present moment. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to really be getting into the slip and, 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 uh, and the relapse, but it all has to do with the imagination, you know? Perhaps our trouble was not that we used our imagination. Perhaps the real trouble was our, total, our almost total inability to point our imagination toward the right objectives. Pointing our imagination toward the right objectives. Did it ever occur to you that maybe... Focusing all of your love and your attention on another suffering soul is pointing your imagination toward the right objective. The right objective of concentrating and spending time with another suffering soul in order to get them out of no man's land and get them to the other side. So we're going to be talking about that when we come back. Um, our program today talks so much about recovery, and getting to the other side. And what happens to people who slip and they fall from grace? Those who make it to the other side and they slip and they relapse. And all the terror and shame and frustration and anger and humiliation that goes along with it. But, hey, that's... That's recovery for you. There's always going to be some bumps in the road. We're going to be talking about how to avoid some of those bumps in the road and try to keep you firmly anchored on an unshakable foundation on the wide beam of sobriety when we come back. Thanks. 
If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. This moment with Toby C continues now on iHub Radio. Well, we're talking about recovery, obviously. We're talking about staying in the present moment. And today we're talking about the slip and the relapse. And relapse does not have to be part of your story, nor does a slip. God wants you to be on an unshakable foundation, on the wide beam of sobriety. But it takes daily work. It really takes daily work. And we're going to be talking about our human frailties today and the things that take a respectable member of the 12-step program out. And again, this is not an absolute certainty of, of what takes people out, but I want us to be open-minded and I want us to consider all the various forms of the slip. But let me tell you my experience. Toby's experience was that uh, I had an early very, very difficult time in, in recovery. I could not get sober. I was one of those classic, uh, they called me a career newcomer because I could never put more than 30 days. They being some of my friends, some of my enemies. <laughs> but um, I, it was very, very frustrating for me during that period, and I could never get sober. Now, mind you, I didn't get a sponsor, I didn't do the 12 steps. I didn't have a home group that I bonded with. I was kind of jumping around like a jackrabbit. So it's no wonder that I couldn't get sober looking back. But I'm not going to say that that was a relapse or a slip. I'm not going to say that I kept relapsing and slipping. I don't believe I was ever in. You can't go out if you never came in. You can't slip off the ladder if you never climbed up the steps and, and reach the, you know, try to reach that top rung on the ladder. I never even got on the first rung. So no wonder. So don't be too hard on yourself, my friend, if you can't get this thing the first go around and, and you just can't seem to put any time together. You may not be slipping or relapsing. You just may not be getting this thing, okay? And so take it easy on yourself. And by the way, take it easy on everybody else around you if you're not getting the sobriety thing. But here's the deal, okay? The deal is about hooking up with somebody you trust and getting your nose buried in the big book in the 12 and 12 and doing the steps and getting through this deal. You know, if you're ready to get out of no man's land, get a hold of a sponsor and get your calendars out and try to figure out Every single day, as frequent as possible, that you guys can get together for a couple of hours 
and do some spiritual exercises called the 12 steps. And that's where it first starts, by just making the commitment and doing the deal. And cleaning house, and I've mentioned it before and I'll mention it again, the whole purpose of cleaning house, and it says it right there in the the second to last page of step two in the 12 steps and 12 traditions in that chapter, it says, and I'm going to paraphrase, that the purpose of cleaning house and doing these steps is in order to open up our hearts so that God can enter us and expel the obsession to drink or to use or to act out. And that's the deal. And, and I hope and pray, my friend, that you get a sponsor and you get out of no man's land and you get to the end and you get to the other side and you hang on firmly and you maintain that unshakable foundation and you stand on that wide beam of sobriety and you stay there and you remain there for your remaining days here on earth. You know, a lot of people believe that they have a very private relationship with their creator. And the big book is very specific that it's okay to have a private relationship with your creator. But a lot of us think that our head ought to be up there in the clouds with our, with our, with our higher power. And it's not. Our feet need to be firmly planted here on earth because this is where our fellow travelers are and this is where our work must be done. I'll say it again, and I can quote this one. Our feet must be firmly planted here on earth because this is where our fellow travelers are and this is where our work must be done. And there it is. It's about working with others. It's helping others. If you don't want to slip, if you don't want to relapse, if you are on the other side of this this nightmare and you want to stay in a place that's safe and protected, you do so by working with others. Remember, trust God, clean house, help others. And if you don't help others, my friend, you're going to be moving into the danger zone. God wants us to be there for our fellow brethren to be available. When anyone anywhere reaches out for help, I want the hand of AA to be there. And for that, I always, and for that, I am responsible to always be there and make sure that the hand of AA is available for someone. And there we go. You know, we're going to be talking here in the next segment about how we fall short of being available for our fellow man and how we disconnect from our creator. And it's a black and white deal, but, but it can be cunning, baffling, and powerful how we slip away from the grace of God. So when we come back, I want you to really pay attention about all the subtle cunning and baffling and powerful ways that we can slip from the grace of God when we come back. This is Toby C., only here on iHub Radio in this moment. And, you know, if you... I'll tell you this. 
Whatever I have to tell you, I'm going to tell you during the next segment. But it is so incredibly important and powerful. God loves you and God wants you to stay healthy. And there's a plan for you. And it's specifically and clearly outlined in the big book how to stay on the wide beam of sobriety and to be useful to your God and to those about you. We'll talk about it when we come back. Thanks. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. This moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here is your guide, Toby C. Well, we're talking about a subject that is very near and dear to anybody who has any time in sobriety. And that is the slip and the relapse. The slip and the relapse. The slip and the relapse. It's like a ambush predator just waiting there to attack us. Those of us who have cleaned house and have trusted God and have gotten to the other side of life and um, where things are, are at peace. You know, the other side of life is where faith and calm and helpfulness exists. The original side of life was our instinctual survival needs that were fear-driven. If there was, if there was a movement it would be the pound me first movement. That's on the original side. And on, on the other side of, of recovery is the, the pound you first movement. But we're going to talk about the slip and the relapse today. And probably the first place that we're going to discover if we're moving into dangerous territory is our 10th step inventory. It's called the spot check inventory. It's where we really examine ourselves if we're really on the beam. You know, we got to continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. And when these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. You know, when we're sober and when we're on the other side, something comes up and we start moving into selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear, we discuss them with another trusted person immediately. And we try to make amends quickly if we've harmed anyone. You know, love and tolerance of others is our code here in, in the 12-step program. 
you know, one barometer of your sobriety will be, are you still fighting people? Are you still in conflict with people? If you're still fighting and in conflict with people, you may not be as sober as you think you are. I do believe and I've experienced and I've witnessed that the drunk starts long before the first drink. The behavior precedes the final act. Yeah, the big book talks about, you know, you know, if we're really on the beam of sobriety, we will seldom be interested in liquor. If tempted, we recoil from it like a hot flame. You know, we react sanely and normally to things. You know, if our if your attitude toward liquor and drugs has not been removed from you, this this fearful terror, then maybe you're not quite on the beam of sobriety yet. You know, you will know when you've arrived to the other side when you are neither fighting it nor avoiding temptation. You'll know that you've arrived to the other side when you feel as though you've been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. That's when you're going to know that you've arrived at the other side. Now, how to stay on the other side. And there's the trick. And it says right there on page 89, the very first paragraph of chapter 7, working with others. And it says this. Practical experience shows that nothing so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with another alcoholic. Practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking or acting out as intensive work with another sufferer. It works when other activities fail. It's our 12th suggestion. It's the 12th step to carry this message to other alcoholics. You can help when no one else can. You can secure their confidence when others fail. Remember, they are very ill. So there it is, my friend. It's simply stated that if I want to stay sober, I need to maintain a conscious contact with my creator. And the way that I, the way that Toby maintains conscious contact with my creator is I participate in my home group daily, consistently. I share from the heart a few meaningful words during the meeting that might be helpful to the newcomer. I never cross-talk, or I try to never cross-talk during my shares. And most importantly, I try to open myself up to be available for a suffering newcomer, to, to spend some time with somebody and to get them through the steps. And there's the deal. And I feel so long as I maintain this simple discipline, it's a discipline. I may not be the most organized neurotic in the world, but I can guarantee you I am disciplined. I make my meeting every day 
or as frequent as possible. Why? Not to be around people, but to be around my Creator. See, the God of my understanding speaks to me through other people. I do believe in guardian angels. I do believe that when I'm spiritually fit and I'm in harmony with my Creator, that God puts people in my life at the right time, at the right place. They're called guardian angels. And I do believe that when I'm calm and spiritually fit and in harmony with my Creator, that the God of my understanding can use me as an instrument to carry His message and to be present and available for other people. I do believe that I am capable under the right circumstances of becoming a guardian angel for other people. I do believe that every one of us has the capability of being a guardian angel, to being so calm and so spiritually fit that God uses us as an instrument to communicate and to be there for our fellow man. And it's that simple. It's this connection which, which anchors us to the other side of life where there's faith and there's peace and there's love and tolerance. So let me explain to you what I've witnessed repeatedly over the, the past few years. By the way, I'm getting this now. But, you know, for a guy who is a career newcomer, I'm finally getting it. Finally got a sponsor, did the steps, cleaned house, and, and now I work with others. Intensive work with other alcoholics. And, um, and I want to stay there. But what happens? Maybe you've heard the old saying, meeting makers make it. Meeting makers make it. I go to meetings to, to, to listen and find out what happens to people who stop going to meetings. So maybe you've heard about that, the power of the, the meeting, the power of the group. Well, the group is very powerful. If you have an open mind to consider that, maybe it's not just a group of people, but that maybe it's the presence of God that he expresses himself through the group. See, my personal experience is that when I isolate from people, I disconnect from God. So naturally, when I stop going to meetings and I start to isolate and alienate myself from people in the fellowship, I'm going to disconnect from the God of my understanding. So it's real simple. In order to maintain this relationship with my Creator, who loved me and saved me. The only thing I have to do is I got to pay it forward. I'm done paying it back, man. I did my amends. I cleaned house. I want to remain happy, joyous, and free. I want to remain sober and sane just for today. And you know how I do that? By staying connected and honoring my Creator and being obedient to His will. I think that, and I believe that, and I've witnessed that God's will, probably the most important element of God's will, is to have healthy and loving relationships with other people. I cannot have a healthy and loving relationship with myself if I don't have a healthy rela relationship with other people. 
And when I have a healthy relationship with other people, it's a form of having a healthy relationship with my creator. And my creator does keep me safe and protected. And he does place me in a position of neutrality. And there's the deal. If you don't want to slip, if you don't want to relapse, if you don't want to fall from the grace of God who saved you and delivered you up from insanity and death and institutions, pay it forward, my friend. Stay connected. Be there. Be there available, you know, for your fellow brethren. It's an agreement. It's a covenant that we make when we get into recovery that this soul is going to spend time with me and help me get better. And I, in turn, when I get better, I'm going to make myself available for another suffering soul and help them get better. It's a covenant. And anybody who breaks that covenant is is in peril. I've seen it. That drunk starts long before the first drink, man. And we've got to stay connected and pay attention to our fellow man. You know, I'm telling you, it's about keeping that door open, keeping the door open to our heart, keeping the door open to our mind. And I'll tell you, man, and watch that door, watch that door, because if you don't watch that door, you're going to get a snake in your house. You be vigilant. You be mindful. You be loving and selfless and considerate and honest. And God's going to take care of you. And that's how we prevent, that's how we prevent the relapse or the slip. By the way, I'm going to tell you, I'm not so sure that everyone who slips or relapses needs to go back and introduce themselves as a newcomer. Newcomers and the introduction of newcomers in the beginning of a meeting is for people who are still in denial and people who are still wrestling whether or not, you know, their life is unmanageable because of drugs and alcohol. I do believe that many of us who slip and fall from the grace of God do not do so because we forgot that we are alcoholics and forgot that our lives were unmanageable. We just slipped into old behavior. We slipped into old behavior. All we have, my friend, is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition, a daily reprieve from self and selfishness and self-destruction. And it's contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition, contingent on our ability to, to focus and pay loving attention unconditionally to another suffering person in no man's land and help them to get to the other side. And that's where we are. We'll be back with our closing in a few minutes. Thank you. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In a world of overstimulation, you've arrived in a safe and calming space. This is In This Moment with Toby C. on iHub Radio. Life will take on a new meaning to watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, 
to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. Frequent contact with newcomers and with each other is the bright spot of our lives. I mean, isn't that beautiful? The bright spot of our life is frequent contact with newcomers and with each other. Why wouldn't we want to continue doing that for a lifetime? Well, I'll tell you why. Because life is in session, my friends. You know, when people have lost everything, then there's nothing left but recovery. But interestingly enough, something happens when we clean house and we experience something called the promises. And life does take on a new meaning. And fears leave us. And really good things happen to us. And I've often heard it said that a lot of the things that we get back in recovery are the, are the exact things that take us right back out. See, the things we get back in, in recovery, our families, our loved ones, our jobs, our dog comes home. Everything we get back in recovery, if we're not careful, it'll take us right back out. Take us right back out. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. So this is a, this is a continuation program. You never, nor will I ever, arrive at the final destination. We're not trudging the road to happy destiny. We are trudging the road of happy destiny. This is as good as it's going to get, my friend. And we have to have a good attitude about it. Ask Him, and that's a capital H. Ask Him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with Him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Clear away the wreckage of your past, which is what we do when we clean house. But here it is. Give freely of what you find and join us. There you go. Give freely of what you find and what you discover and the gifts that you've been given. That's the deal. You know, to, to be able to be able to hold the guiding light for another suffering soul, to help them use their imagination, to, in, to plant into the mind of another suffering soul that they can get better regardless of anyone. This is what we do. This is a people program. Recovery is a people program. You cannot do it alone, but only you alone can do it. You know, Barbara Streisand sang that wonderful song, and I'll, and I'll, I won't sing it, but I'll tell you that people, people who need people are the luckiest people in the world. And if you know anything about recovery, it's that self-reliance 
had utterly failed us. You know, and when we tapped into the power of people, many of us, including yours truly, we discover a God of our understanding, a real higher power. And I want to maintain that connection. I want to maintain that connection. And I don't want any of the blessings that have come back into my life to distract me from being mindful that I am only sober and I am only alive and I am only here today recording this program because of the grace of God. You know, he loved me and he kept me alive for some unbeknownst mysterious reason. And I don't know what that reason is, except that I want to keep the tension tight. I want to keep the tension tight in my relationship with my creator. And I think that way, just for today, one day at a time, I'm going to be in a safe place, safe and protected. And I do believe my creator is going to keep me safe and protected so long as I maintain obedience to spiritual principles. And the most important spiritual principle is to maintain healthy and loving relationships with my fellow man and to help another man or woman get out of no man's land and to get to the other side is absolute, absolute euphoria. It's an incredible experience, and I love it. And I want to make sure that I continue loving it every single day. I need it. I depend upon it. So try, if you've, if you've arrived to the other side and you feel like you're on shaky ground, please focus your energy and your attention on the suffering man or woman, because that's where God is waiting for you. And if you're not to the other side yet, my friend... Get a hold of your sponsor, get your calendars out, and meet each other every single day as much as possible, okay? Because you want to do this. You want to work with your prospects when they're jittery. This long-term sponsorship stuff, I don't know about. People start feeling good, and after 30 days, they're, they're rocking and rolling. They're moving on. I like to deal with people who have been given the gift of desperation and to watch people recover and evolve from this, this utter despicable hopelessness. It's an incredible experience. It was my experience. It was my story. And I share my experience and my story every single day at my 7 a.m. home group. But I share it from the heart, and I keep it short, and I tailor it to the newcomer. Frequent contact with the newcomer and with each other is the bright spot of my life. My doors are open. My mind is open. My heart is open, and I'm going to watch that door because I don't want to get a snake in the house, and I don't want to slip from the grace of God, and I want to be safe and protected just for today. In this moment, I want to stay parked, present in the present, in God's love, in God's grace. And the way I do that is by vigilantly paying attention to another suffering soul in the program of recovery. I hope you've gotten something out of this show. This is Toby C. In this moment from lovely downtown Palm Springs. And God loves you and so do I. Have a great day. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. 